screen hoppers welcome back to miku's crack house this is episode 116 i'm your host as always sam kingma and joining me is my best friend and co-host miles j miles we are recording this immediately after finishing episode 115 because i am moving in a couple weeks and i wanted to make sure that the crackheads out there the real ones had episodes every single week i was gone and wanted to make sure they need to yeah, I want to make sure that they got their weekly their weekly dosage, you know? Yeah. Well, I will weekly... also be out of town this weekend, so it's good that we record as well. Yeah, so it's good that we we, we, we sort of double up, and we're also going to double up next week, too, just to, to give ourselves a nice buffer. But, uh, yeah, so hope we don't repeat anything we just talked about last week. Well, you know? Sam, I, I have a documentary that I want to share with you. Oh, yeah, please. Tell me. Sam, the psychology of cope is a serious study that I think we need to be more concerned with as a society. Cope is a big problem, and I think we all know someone suffering under the effects of cope. Of coping, yeah. And yet, no one takes cope seriously. People will flippantly say, oh, cope, when someone in earnest says something that they feel. Sam, I've witnessed cope for the first time! (laughs) And I truly mean for the first time, uh, in a big way. So I want to start this off by saying that I have witnessed a couple of, of examples of cope, but they have always been online. Um, I, I brought this up when I, I was talking to Tom at one point and I said, I don't think that people are like when, when the dust settles on Elden Ring, I don't know how many people are still going to be talking about it. Cause I thought it was kind of just another souls instance that didn't have quite the same, like legacy and staying powers as dark souls. But like, that's because my perspective on souls is I really like the flavor of them. A lot of people are really about the mechanics and the building and yeah. stuff. So Elden ring had a lot to provide. And so I, I was, I had trouble kind of understanding that perspective. I completely disagree with what I had said around that game at launch. Um, especially cause as an open world game, it's huge. It's really impressive. Like yeah, the very, amount of content massive. is, is gigantic. And especially the amount of unique content, like unique assets and unique enemies is impressive. Um, and that taught me a valuable lesson, taught me a valuable lesson that anybody who says when the dust settles and the honeymoon phase ends, everyone's going to realize that I was right, is suffering from perhaps some of the highest dosages of cope that the body can have without, uh, cope being, uh, cope dosing, uh, and, um, the first... Tears of the Kingdom contrarian video finally popped up in my recommendeds. I was happy to see it. I was truly, I was, I was enamored to see it because I knew it was coming. Uh, and more importantly, no one gave a shit because <laughs> it, it had 70k views, which is not bad. It's great, actually. It's like 70 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but like for a contrarian, <laughs> for a contrarian. It's a bit more than 70 bucks. Isn't it? It's yeah. a thousand, it's a dollar per uh, thousand views, right? Uh, a bit more complicated than that nowadays. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, uh, so a little over seventy bucks, but um, probably maybe even more over seventy bucks. But the point is, it was a two week old video. It only had seventy k views. No one gave a shit. Like, and so it was just very funny, like to kind of see, like, oh, maybe the 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 era of like excessive contrarian videos being like this, like this, like hot commodity that everyone rushes to, like, does it just doesn't work that way anymore now. If someone makes a video that's like kind of already got a name, like uh, you know, like um, like a Joseph Anderson, um, I think is a he could probably pull in quite a few numbers, and especially 
get generate quite a lot of buzz if he made a yeah. like a contrarian video. I know he did it for Elden Ring. Um he's basically done it for every major <laughs> game release uh that wasn't God of War 2018, which is really funny. Um but like yeah, every major over hyped over campaigned up uh sequel to a game, he's made one of these and they've always performed very well. You know, Mario Odyssey not a masterpiece is one of those like titles. It's it's the electric boogaloo of like YouTube <laughs> video essay titles. Um and 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 but yeah, like and so I I watched a bit of the video and it's it's a fair video for him as a person. He's not very interested in the experimental you know, physics, im-sim aspects of the game, so that's a wash. Um, he played the melee combat, kind of more of a generic melee, like, you know, press the Y button and dodge kind of player, and that's definitely got to be pretty boring, especially because he's clearly a, a Souls fan. He mentions it multiple times, and so Souls is way more involved and engaging. Um, and uh, he's he had a fucking Skull Kid PFP, which, of course, uh, and so, like... Of course, when he plays Zelda, he cares a lot about the story and the presentation. Um, and he wasn't a big fan of Breath of the Wild. He wasn't a big fan of this one. Yeah, it was all perfectly understandable, perfectly reasonable. Uh, I had no problem with his opinions, but the, 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 like, the cope and the, like, the, just the lack of, like, I'm aware of how games are made of the video is just very funny, like, where he's, like, Imagine if this was more like Elden Ring, you have this ability and this ability, and I was like, yeah, well, imagine if Elden Ring was more like Breath of the Wild, where you could climb shit and actually interact with the open world, and, like, do you not know how this works? Like, some sacrifice is made somewhere. It's called focus. Every game does this. Um, but he ended it with that time-weathered adage of, like, once the dust settles and the honeymoon phase is over, everyone's gonna realize this is the worst Zelda game in the franchise. And I let out an actual real-life belly laugh because I thought that is the most cope I have ever seen about this video game in my entire life and that I will ever see about this video game in my entire life. I don't know. It's definitely not worse than – It's definitely not worse than Wind Waker. It's definitely not worse than Twilight Princess. Even for the games that – Definitely not worse than Skyward Sword. And Majora's Mask, for that matter. That's the thing. Even even for the games that everyone likes, right? Like, or that, you know, because, like, people like Twilight Princess, people like Wind Waker, people like Majora's Mask, people like Skyward Sword. There's still more than enough obvious contenders for worst in the series that that people are happy to go to, frankly. Um, People are happy to say, oh, fucking, you know, uh, Zelda 2, Triforce Hero, Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass. It's all the... The zoo. I, the zoo is, is so... It's just, oh, here's the tiger cage again. Uh, and, and so, like, that that's a degree of copium I didn't think that I could see until I watched someone struggle, not with disliking Tears of the Kingdom, not with loving Tears of the Kingdom, but with not understanding why they liked Tears of the Kingdom and yet did not feel like playing it very much. And I, as their friend saw that it was due to factors of work. They're fucking busy. Uh, they um, they just don't have as much time to play games anymore. Uh, and they are not, like, spoiler-averse, so they're not very interested in, in like, experiencing things on their own. 
Um, and also, they're just not a big fan of the Zelda flavor. They like the N64 games, like I do, but... Well, flavor-wise. Uh, I only like one of the N64 games as a video game. Uh, but, you know... And, and so, of course, like, the, the world of Zelda, this, like, kind of goofier world is not going to interest them, right? I totally yeah. get that. But, like, watching them, like, try to, like, cope with the fact that they prefer Breath of the Wild because it's the one that they finished... And try to basically imply that the mechanics of Tears of the Kingdom are roughly as good as Breath of the Wild and, like, is more of a lateral side grade than an outright improvement is one of – that's, like, a – that's, that's like, the most subtle level of cope I've ever seen in my life where, like, it's not such a vehement I, – I would, I would describe it as, like, some people have, like, a cope – rage or like a cope high it's like when you eat someone's face on bath salts right like that's like a cope high where someone's a cope high is is someone trying to argue that like <laughs> like redo of healer is the greatest anime of good. 2023 or, or of, of like the 2020s like that would be a cope high interspecies like, reviewers is one of the best <laughs> yeah for for as popular as that show is i think i think it's gonna be kind of relatively not spoken of. Um, I think it's always gonna have fans. Every anime does, but like, yeah, like, like what when people talk about like, oh, Demon Slayer is the best anime of the 2010s. Like, I, I know a lot of people disagreed with that uh, sentiment, but ultimately, Demon Slayer is still really popular. Uh, yeah, sorry, Kimetsu no Yaiba because that means something very different. But um, still really popular, still well liked. You know, the end of the anime because I think it ended right. Like that had a pretty big fanfare big send-off oh yeah it, yeah it ended around like the 200 chapter mark the anime is still cooking right now it's doing oh, okay. i think it's i think the an I, i'm not totally accurate i watched the first 26 episodes of demon slayer and the movie mugen train movie's fucking awesome by the way mugen train is sick um and the first 26 episodes are, are solid just you know what the fucking problem is miles it's the problem with all these fucking anime adaptations miles with the exception of death note Name fucking one great and longer running anime, anime slash adaptation. manga series where the best part is the first like forty chapters. Like never, like never is that yes. the case. Yes, uh, yeah. Um, because I, I now that I'm trying to think, you, you really can't. I mean, like the the unusual thing about manga is, for as much as manga tends to shit the bed at some point, um, for the most part, it usually also just has a really strong run throughout like that's why the golden age was the only one that got adapted in the 90s of berserk because at the time that was the best berserk content and also the only berserk content you can get away with because the the murder of children on screen is something you can't do so lost children can't be adapted um and i think lost children had only like just come out if anything and yeah so, so like, it probably we, wasn't we gonna to, be like, yeah we were on to like binding the holy chain by that point i think relatively early in in berserk's life right uh yeah, like, it's just an issue of, like, you gotta stick through all these shows, and you gotta stick through all the stuff that's, like, just okay, and you also gotta stick through the pacing of it being worse, because with the manga, it, you get through those first 40 chapters quick. And also, it might not get there! Yes. It might just, it might just not get there, or it's a one, uh, one punch man situation where the following season is a, is a huge drop off in quality, or a different studio is doing it. Or there's some major changes from episode fucking 12 to episode 13 or whatever, you know? Or right. you gotta be a chuckle fuck like me who likes ReZero anime and thinks it's one of the best fucking 
piece of fucking media ever, and I gotta wait six years for the next season, you know? Yeah, and so, like, like the people who are on copium rage, or, like, having, like, uh, they say, like, coked-out lunatics or whatever, like, coped-out lunatics... Yeah, those are the people who are going to be raving in the street. Like a lot of like lollycons on Twitter are these coped out lunatics. Like because they'll the the funny thing is they'll always be like, uh, like people who watch Marvel movies are always like, oh man, this is the best movie. Everyone's gonna remember it. And then all the lollycons come out in droves and be like, you're gonna forget about it in a week. And it's like, yeah, you're also gonna forget about whatever you know cunning slideshow you watched th- this week. Like. I don't know. It's it's just it's just hypocrisy of the highest order. All these like anime fans who are like salivating over the latest seasonal thing are just never going to remember it. No one's going to remember. Like it is really sad to think that like already your forger stocks are just way down. Like even so, though she's so, my, so Miles, what you're telling me is after the dust settles, it will not be remembered. Ding ding ding. And that's the thing. The people it's who are true. coping. That statement is true. I the agree with that statement. people who are coping about things like that, right? Where they're like, yeah, once the dust settles, people aren't going to remember interspecies reviewers. But it's like whenever people are like, yeah, when the dust settles, no one's going to remember the Godfather. Like that, or like the gaming equivalent of that, you know? Like that's when I'm always like, are you high? Like, like even for me, the, the assertion that people would forget Elden Ring was so off the mark. Like, for me to even think, frankly. Yeah, it's, it's, cr- yeah, because it's and like a crazy fucking game that's a sold insane. a shit ton of copies. And, and, and it was also a lot of people's first times with Souls. And so a lot of people got to have that magic experience that, like, for me, had been, at that point, it was routine for me. Like, you know. Yeah. But, but by the time I got to Skyward Sword as a teen, like, Zelda had become routine for me. It's very different from, like, an Ocarina of Time, whereas for a lot of people, Skyward Sword might have been their very first. And so that or magic... Tw- hey, Twilight Princess. Yeah, Twilight Princess was their first. See. And that magic, like, is always going to kind of gonna be there for them, right? And so, like... And, and again, Souls is just inherently good. Elden Ring is just inherently Souls. Therefore, if it's your first fucking time with Souls and you don't have a reason to both nitpick the Souls experience or nitpick the specific issues with Elden Ring. Let's say you're like a Dark Souls 3 person and you don't like how relevant um, Vitality is because it's not very relevant in 3 from what I've heard. Like, Elden Ring is just going to be Souls and it's going to be good. You're going to get Miyazaki's storytelling with all this imagination with great production value and great assets and solid rock solid it's, truly it's big rock dark solid souls fundamental combat like it's going to be great for you and, and Elden Ring but, is big dark souls 3 like that's yeah. exactly what it is and and so like the cope that i always love to see though is is what i like to call cope right the cope where you only just realize that someone's coping because they can't stop scratching their nose Right. God, or, I just watched the sweating. sniffing episode of Seinfeld, by the way, on Father's Day with my dad. Shout out. That's a um, quality episode. And that is a really quality fucking episode. When, when Kramer downs the, 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 the fucking 36 ounce beer when, while he's smoking a cigarette. So fucking good. <laughs> Dude, that shit's awesome, man. Yeah. What a fucking I, legend. Oh, man. Shout out to Michael Richards. Start, you got, got, <laughs> be, guys better start calling me Sam Kramer from now on. Uh, well, yeah. Didn't we decide that I was Kramer and you were George? Or what was it we decided? I am George. I mean, I, I probably I am probably. I don't know. I, I, I'm equal parts George and Kramer. If, if That's if, fair. If, if, yeah. if a Lovecraftian creature of the sorts could exist. I, 
I think I'm definitely Kramer and Jerry, which a lot of people don't like to be Jerry because obviously he's the the kind of like stand in, you know, just whatever guy. But like, I, oh I, no, I, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry is awesome in when you're actually watching the episodes. Yes. Because he's the one who who has to deal and suffer the consequences of wearing the puffy shirt. Yes, or- exactly. <laughs> like that the thing is the scenarios that he is in are really great and Seinfeld as an actor and a comedian absolutely sells them. But like Kramer has the compilation. Kramer has the clip compilation. Like when he goes to the mailroom and he's like This is going yeah, in wanna- my Kramer compilation. <laughs> yeah. But one of my favorite moments is when Kramer goes to the the post office, he goes, I want out. And they're like, want out of what? He's like, just all the mail. I want out. I don't want any more mail. And like, just the implication that like, you could stop getting mail if you want. And like, it's this like big conspiracy that like, no, you have to get the mail. We'll be out of a job if you don't get the mail. Um, but the little, the sniffle copes, the little sniffle copes where, where someone says something and you realize that they are in the midst of a cope habit forming. And and I had this this moment when someone said, "Yeah, I think that Tears of the Kingdom is more of a lateral side grade than a, than a than a true like you know sequel replacement." And it's like, what? Are you, no, everything about this game is better. <laughs> everything is better. You just you're just not into it anymore. You're just not into games anymore. Like, and that I, I think it's also just a case of he's slowly accepting he's not interested in games anymore. And it's like I don't I don't know what to tell you besides you don't like games and you're trying to find whatever reasons you can to not play them. That That's always the funniest form of cope, is the cope in which people use the cope to find an excuse not to do something. The sour grapes cope. Uh, the, the famous, um, a man sees, uh, grapes to, uh, a man who has never tasted wine says sour. Like, the, the famous, uh, Arabic quote, I believe it is, where it's like, I just love that cope. That cope of someone who will tell themselves a lie because they, it saves them time. That's my favorite one. That's the (laughs) best kind of cope in the world. And so I love when I catch people in a cope habit. I love when that happens. Copers? You ever consider, Miles, you're the one who's coping? You ever ever consider that maybe you're the one who's coping? Maybe you're the one who who wanted the game to be good and and, and you're the one who's coping and it's like, yeah, it's Uh, better in every single way? You know, no, because I don't think it's better than every single way. I think it's mechanically... There's a handful of things that I think Breath of the Wild does do better. I think the inclusion of tech in Breath of the Wild is better. Um... I, like, like the amount of, of technical skills in the combat is really interesting, especially the cancels and things like that. It allows for, for now, a more fast-paced combat experience. Um, the atmosphere of, of Breath of the Wild and, and the kind of, like, purity of its survival mechanics, the themes of being out and about in nature is is much stronger. Um, and, and I think there's less, like, there's less superfluous aspects of Breath of the Wild. There's, there's a couple of, like, moments in Tears of the Kingdom that have some repeat content elements you know things that like yeah are just not as interesting you know second third time around but like mechanically speaking there's just nothing in breath of the wild that matches up at all (laughs) Uh, no and i don't know how to i don't know how to tell him this yeah no i mean that's kind of how i feel i mean i'll be honest i i kind of fucking fell off this game i'm not super interested i i kind of played 35 hours of it that's great i just was like 
I was like, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I don't really want to play any more of this because it's like, I feel like all the individual aspects of the game are just better than Breath of the Wild. I think the combat in Breath of the Wild is kind of a little boring, and the in the physics tomfoolery is really fun. However, I feel I feel kind of limited in when I'm able to take full advantage of those moments where in Tears of the Kingdom, because fusing is such like a wide, there, there's just so much variety with how you can do it. I can make whatever I need to happen, happen with only like a few, uh, like a handful of clicks. Um, I'm still not like crazy about the combat though. I know you say there's a lot of like tech and there's a lot of like not not like, in this animation one. canceling type not, stuff in not Breath of the Wild. Not in Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, there is in Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom's a little bit more limited and restricted because you kind of ha- it kind of expects you to play it like a fucking lunatic. Like the 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 fact that one of the best moves against boss Bokoblins when they're they're Bokoblins is all formed up is to fuse a bomb to your shield, then do a shield jump in front of them and just break their formative line with an explosion directly underneath you that deals absolutely no damage to you and propels you into the sky so that you can follow up with another attack is the point of that game. And like the combat, like once you start thinking about the combat in that way, it's way more fun. But again, you have to get there. Definitely, um, yeah. Like, especially as a as a player in the skill and experimentation department, you have to get there. I, yeah, I you gotta. Just, you get, you really gotta put in the effort to really like try everything out and really like yeah, see, and, and, I, and not only try everything out, but try everything out on your shield and your bow and your weapons too. So it's like, it's not. It, so it's not even just like oh, you know, the keys eye only has one use. It's like well, that might not necessarily be true. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, like for example, all wings make thrown weapons fly farther for example and like that's not useful compared to putting it on an arrow it's really useful against on a boomerang for example oh Uh, yeah and so yeah so little things like that where you start to think about like all right well there's no reason to put a wing on a sword but the wing on a shield is really great or like like a mushroom on a sword and shield is great not very great on an arrow just little things like that i i think you should try it again later but like right now that's it's what like, i'm gonna do yeah be- enjoy be- enjoy street fighter 6 like dude like enjoy when armored core comes out fucking yeah, I'll enjoy be play- that I'll, like yeah i'll be playing that it, and i just because i i just feel like my 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 problem is i just felt like the i, I was just very much playing it like breath of the wild like i was yeah, very basically like fuck tough. off um, I'm gonna just go and explore and I just feel like innate exploring in Tears of the Kingdom is just not as fun and and as compelling as it is in Breath of the Wild. And I but to be fair to Tears of the Kingdom, it does have more main storyline content that I just didn't feel super compelled to continue doing, even though I enjoyed the Water Temple and the lead up to the Water Temple. And yeah, from what I, you've told me, that's like one of the weaker temples it, too. Actually, in my opinion, the weakest one. Well, that's um, great. That's yeah. fucking awesome because that means it's only up from uh, only up from there for for me as terms of the 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 mainline content. How how long do you think the game is if you were to ma- mostly like, stick to like beeline the the mainline stuff? Um, yeah, I would honestly stay still thirty forty hours. Like I I think the thing about it is that I have a friend who um, really didn't do a lot of non mainline stuff, he, and he he ended up with a fifty five hour playtime. But that's obviously including, you know, learn- growing pains first time. I-, I gotta turn on my fucking lamp, because it's getting dark in here. Um, 
Yeah, like first first time elements, growing pains, and and figuring out the game, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and and so I, I would say maybe if you already kind of know what you're doing, uh, probably 30, 40 hours. I mean, it's not bad, like for sure. Uh, yeah. I, and and I, I definitely think that innate exploration is really interesting, but you like, but I think directional exploration is a lot better. Like, and so like, don't just hunt for all like don't just stumble around until you find a cave it's like there's there's a way there's an actual mechanic in the game that tells you where all the caves are and and it's hidden and you got to figure it out but it's there yeah you got to play it like a more traditional open world style game where you you're 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 mainly it's it's about following the fucking objective like it's about fucking doing what they tell you to fucking do and and like yeah like, like you wanted which is in not Breath inherently Wild, a like, problem i just didn't do it i just didn't yeah, exactly. listen <laughs> and, and that's the thing like i it takes a while to figure that out like with breath of the wild it's the the entire game is is a hundred small tasks whereas this it's like it's like you don't want to do the small tasks you want to fight the cleok you want to fight yeah. cleok dude like you know, exactly you wanna, and you i will Tales, say dude. that innate exploration is interesting up until i i you reach like the offensive capability threshold where you're just you can handle yourself in a fight because when you start to use the kingdom it is hard and it's awesome it's fucking sick because you yeah. basically die in one to two hits you have no cooking tools you, you you have no fucking food um so you die a lot and your weapons are weak but eventually it will get to a point where or at least i felt like in my exploration and I only really stuck to like the the eastern side of the map, like the Akala kind of yeah. region. Um, and so you just did see a lot me of... take a hit of coat, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out there, and, and and I feel like you know by around like the twenty hour mark, I had good good weapons that were like had good fusions, and yeah, they were going to stick I, around. And what's cool is all the stuff that's really worth experiencing. You still have to find a lot of it. But it's all they'll direct you to it. Like if you want to cut out yeah. all the all the grasslands, it's like get on a vehicle, fly, and and there there are ways for you to like if you really just want to see all the like the interesting stuff that's in the game, you can you can get a lot of the caves marked down, or you can find the old maps that'll tell you where in the depths you should be heading for for unique treasures. Like the game, absolutely, like. You you can skip over all the Breath of the Wild parts if you want, like, which is pretty nice. Um, I I it's definitely like I and and to get back to the cope thing, like there is another. Th- there's been a a couple of moments like this where I'll just like see them just just gear up, just gear up to say no, I don't want to do it without just admitting they don't want to do it. Uh, little things like um. Like, like one thing is, uh, I, I got them to play Death Stranding and they were into it, but like not into it enough to keep playing, which is yeah. fine. Uh, and I have no problem with that, but I think the reason besides I'm just too busy and the game didn't hold my attention was they, they told me it's like, yeah, I just don't like games where you have to use the right tr- left trigger too much. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, sure. I guess <laughs> that, that makes sense. Like it's. It's a very, just just don't the like most, fucking shooters. Yeah, well, it's 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 the kinds of things where like I think there's a difference between me saying like with Sekiro, like I yeah I don't really like like the second meter because what I 
you know, the stance meter, because what I needed, I guess, was more exposure to games where I realized, like, oh, this is a really cool mechanic with a lot of, you know, with a lot of unique things that I could do. I'm ready to try Sekiro again, right? Like, and then the other thing is it's not, like, I bought the game, I'd like to try it again. I didn't find a way to to (laughs) convince myself that I didn't need to experience Sekiro, even though it was something that I was initially interested in. Just yeah. it's just it's it's the it's the odd motivation of like why are we coping? You know, people people do drugs for all sorts of reasons. Why do people do cope? I think that is the big question that fascinates me about coke uh, uh cope heads. Where we're like Cope Cane. Yeah, Cope Cane, where where people Cope Lily Cane, where people uh are just <laughs> are just so desperate. They're so desperate for something that justifies an opinion that could easily be, it just didn't grab me, or I just don't want to, or I just can't afford it. That's the big one, by the way. I just can't afford it. Ah! When the poor people get on the cope. Oh, no. That's that's when I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. If you didn't spend poor all your money on Twitter cope start and got a job. Coping. Yeah, dude. When, if these people didn't spend their money on cope and got a fucking job, they 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 wouldn't have these fucking problems. That that's the best one. Is whenever, whenever they're you like, see, so if you see this, like, oh, I just you know, it, it looks good. I just can't spend seventy dollars on Tears of the Kingdom. Is that that's, what you see? That's a classic one. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple of different ones of these. Um, I think I think like I remember people were like, it's too much money for sixty dollars for Animal Crossing New Horizons. And, like, uh, that's subjective. But, like, ultimately, Animal Crossing New Horizons was going to be supported for years by Nintendo. Yeah. Like, you're buying a base game with a bunch of free updates, and you knew that. Exactly. And, like, this is my thing. You, I I think it's totally a fair thing to say X game is not worth X amount of dollars. Okay, then just wait for it to go on sale and stop complaining about it. Yeah, where, where like, I got like annoyed was in particular someone said this game is sixty dollars. I'm shoplifting it, and then they went into this long like rant about like why shoplifting is an anti-capitalist move, and it's based as fuck. And it's, it's gonna the, send it's, a this message. This is the meme of the of of the of the artist comic of the stealing comic. Yeah, or, yeah. If you remember the, that the shoplifting comic. Yeah. yeah, be gay, do crimes. Where. Like, so, someone was like, I have no problem with people who shoplift bread because they're starving, but, like, shoplifting a game is not morally right. And they and they were like, entertainment is important to mental health. Are you saying that poor people shouldn't have good mental health? I'm like, I don't know, just find other entertainment uh, if you can't afford it. Crazy. That's a crazy, I'm sorry, that's a crazy statement. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. Well, the fact that it's like, like do you have a, that's like, not a, that you're out of your, you're out of control. You're out of control. I can't watch the wire. I'm having a mental health crisis and I need to watch the wire. Right. I need to watch Veronica Mars right now. <laughs> I, but I can't sign up to Hulu. It's like, all right, find a torrent, dude. And quality might suck, but the quality is not going to be good. Oh, well, all right. Well, is quality important to your mental health too? Like. Is 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 four eighty p really gonna? My mental health will deteriorate if I am not watching it in at least fourteen forty p. I just I love. There's a great joke in in Hi-Fi Rush where 
um, Peppermint scrambles some video feed and uh, whatever his name is, Zaz or Zazu, whatever, the the green haired guy who does the Jojo poses. Uh, He's like, why can't we see what's going on? And the robot's like, they're transmitting it in 480p. It's unwatchable. (laughs) That's a good joke. Uh, And... That game's really and, funny. That game's oh, really yeah, that fucking game, funny. That game is really funny. Um, but in particular, like, I, I, I have had times where like I wanted to pirate something, and then it the quality was too low, and I said, "All right, well, there's no good scans. What official channels can I go through to watch this, dude? Because no, see, if the quality's important, I'll pay bro, for it, bro. I care so much about the qual, the 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 audio, the video quality of Riverdale that I sit through." 18 minutes worth of fucking ads an episode. It takes me an hour plus to watch a 42 minute show. Like, but I give a shit. I'm not watching it in 360p on Couch Tuner. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm going to watch it in good quality and suffer with commercials every five minutes. It's, it's just like the, the cope that, that people take in order to like make their own lives easier for stupid bullshit i'm working too hard to to be i i'm not interested in tears of the kingdom right now i'm focused on work okay that's fine i have no problem with that like as as opposed to like yeah i just don't see it as enough of an improvement that i really want to finish it to the end i mean like maybe but like like the 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 particular like the even that I think that's a, a fair thing. Where, but like even the the sort of like you haven't yeah you can't rule it yet. You, you you can't rule it as a lateral side grade just yet. I don't know. That, yeah. That's that's one of these weird like that that's that's their code. I think for I don't intend to finish it, and I got everything that I wanted to out of it, but I don't really feel like admitting that. <laughs> I don't know. Like people could just say that. But like, but I'll again, say I said it. Like, I, but, you know? uh, but I know that you're not coping when you say that. I know that you're not coping when you say that. I have to. You have to understand. This is a friend. What's there to I cope about? The I wasn't that excited for the game. And really? you yeah, I was really only excited because that's it. Seventy-two they hours were. before it was announced. They were very excited or for the game. This was the only game they were looking forward to. Yeah. See. Yeah. Exactly. And that's now, where the, the deal. cope comes in. But b- bomb rush cyberpunk. I can cope. I, and if that game's not good in two months, I can cope about Bomber Cyberpunk. I can cope if Sonic Superstars is, is is not hidden, is not good. You know, those are games I could actually unironically cope. cope yeah, with and so when show. you're like, oh, well, they could just be saying it. I'm like, no, you could just be saying it because you were not that interested. And so there's nothing to cope about. The thing about drugs, Sam, is that people take them to deal with problems. And when people take cope... It's to deal with emotional pain. The emotional pain of being disappointed. Right? Like, if you're like, yeah, I mean, I played 35 hours of Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not as enthusiastic about it as you. I never was going to be. I probably never will be. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know that tracks. That totally makes perfect sense to me. Like, I, you're not coping. There's no pain in that, in that statement. I'm not upset. I'm not upset that I don't, I don't really like like it as much as you do yeah, or most other people. It's just this is what it is. It's just, yeah, it's just you know what? It's just whatever. Like and, and you'll you'll play it again. You'll give it another shot. You'll see. You know, maybe you'll like it less. Maybe you'll like it more. Who, who cares? It's like, but there's not that like. And here's the thing: you might never get around to it, and, and that's fine too. Like, but there's there's not. 
I don't, I, you know, it's like I, your, your pupils aren't dilated. You yeah. know, I, I, I can tell you're not on the copium. I, I trust you when you say you're not on the copium. No, I'm not. On, I'm not on copium. I'm and not so, on copium, so, mom. I'm not what, on copium, dad. What, I'm not what on I'm copium. talking, what I'm talking about, my friend who says this is a lateral side grade. It's one of these things where, like, I know them well enough to know, like, you don't mean that. What, what you actually, what you actually mean is that you're not going to finish it, and you feel bad. You feel bad that that you 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 don't like the new Zelda game, and you have to wait six to seven years for the next one. Yeah, well, they they like it. It's just I think that their their priorities in life have shifted, and they're sad that their priorities in life have shifted. <laughs> I think that's the that's cope. a unique cope. That's, that's a very the cope. Unique. That's, that's a, the real cope. We're we're like they'll always have just a reason to not see a game through. And the reason is always like something to do with the interface, something to do with I didn't like I don't I I, I didn't like the fucking shoulder buttons, like just just things were like I'm like, what was the last game that you finished in the last fucking four years? And they can't tell you. I'm just like, you just don't like games anymore. I you you're, there's nothing there's no not a single game that excites you. Uh every fucking time there's a trailer, you're not interested. You just don't like games anymore. Stop coping. Accept it. It's okay. You work too hard. To <laughs> go, go, watch t- go watch TV. Go watch yeah, YouTube. I, they're into anime now. Like, there you go. You don't have to play games anymore. Save you a bunch of money. Just pirate a bunch of anime. Everyone does it. I mean, I get it. I mean, video games are like an active medium. You have to actively, willingly participate. They do require mental faculties and brain power that but passive media doesn't. I my my gaming okay. over the last like two years is definitely not really what it was like in college or in high school or whatever. Like I definitely don't play games as often as I did like a few years ago. I still love them very much and I really give, give a shit about the medium and I still play them. I just don't. It's just not. It's not really an everyday thing. We're like, not, I don't we're think not getting played... platinum trophies like we used to just no. just to do it. You know, like. Yeah, no, like today, like today after we, you know, we finish this episode, I, I'll have nothing going on the rest of the day. So I'll probably pop on and play some Street Fighter. It just, the, the, the thing is, is that like, I, I'm in a, since I'm going to be moving, I don't want to like get involved in anything like kind of long. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get, I don't want to like, like with Street Fighter, I can just play it. I can play Street Fighter for any period of time and have fun. <laughs> And, you know, walk away from the experience saying, I I had fun. That was a good time. Not only did yeah. I have fun, I can be done for the day. And and if I don't log on tomorrow, it's no big deal. Whereas, like, the fucking, with a single-player game, you're racing the world if you want to go online, like, and, and and experience anything about it. That's the real reason people have to buy games day one, because otherwise, yeah. well, they'll be spoiled But I gotta be honest, let's, like, can we talk about this, like, this specifically? Let's break this down. Because I've been really thinking a lot about this. Because it really is the, the 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 last thing that people are hung up about about buying games day one. Well, they got to be a part of the conversation. Well, it's a fucking conversation. There's not a conversation worth are you having. A part of? I'm not a part of anything. I I I play games in a fucking vacuum. You know. I I mean, like I like I, the, gonna, I like that I, when I finish a weeks, game. I like that when I finish a game. I can tell my friends about it. We probably all finish it at the same time. You know. Like, that's nice, but, like, there are people who, like, are on Twitter, and they're like, oh, I gotta make fucking content about the game. It's like, you're making You have no audience. (laughs) Yeah. You're making tweets where you say, yeah, really not sure about this mechanic, bud. Like, 
Yeah, I don't really know about uh I don't really know about uh this this, this Clive's dog in FF sixteen. I don't know if that's the right choice. I sure do miss party members. Like like okay, okay who who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Who needs it, who's it's, interested? It's very like and I just feel like it's not worth it. It's it's really not worth it to buy games on day one to exclusively just because other people are doing it and people are talking about it and it's like the topic du jour of the week or whatever. I, I, I just personally, I have found that that is not a justifiable reason to buy a game day one. A justifiable reason to buy a game day one is because you're excited about the game, actually, you know? Yeah. And like, like I'm, I'm excited about FF16. The reason I might not get it day one is just because I should be saving that money, and I still have a game that I'm playing actively and interested in playing actively. It's like, okay, I can wait. I'm not going to talk to anyone about FF16 anytime soon. Like, I, yeah, I, when I get around FF16, to it, I'll be happy. Yeah, but it'll be there when you want to get to it, and depending on when you want to get to it, it might be twenty to forty dollars cheaper. Yeah, and, and it might have patches that help the performance and, and patches, all that or shit. It, going by fucking fifteen additional content that radically improves and changes the quality of the now, game. Now, to be fair to FF fifteen or FF sixteen, it is the first game I've heard of in a long time that was managed well enough to have no day one DLC. Well, it actually is getting a 300 megabyte performance patch. It oh, is it now? Okay, okay, okay. So, so fucking yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Creative got unit, business unit three. You got me. You got me. Yeah. Gotcha, I, Yoshi P. I, and you know what? There, I might see something that makes me go, oh, fuck yeah, I got to play this now. Like, it, it happens. Just whenever my interest is peaked in, in the story of Clive Rostfield, I think his name is. I'll I'll certainly go in and try it out, and I'll play it in Japanese, so I don't have to hear a bunch of British people. It'll be great. Uh, but I, the game was designed for the English dialogue, though. Oh, I'm fucking sure it was. I don't give a shit. No, I mean it literally was. The oh. lip syncing is all to the English. I'm sure it will be, and I'll be fine. I'll live. I can't stand another British fucking cast. What Xenoblade fuck you up? Xenoblade, dude, Elden Ring, I actually almost fucking tore my ears out with some of the performances in Elden Ring. Like, some of the, these, like, airy British fucking whores. <laughs> like, just, just, when, whenever you meet a, a, a female character with rosy apple cheeks, and she, and you just know that she's gonna speak in this airy fucking lilt, you know? Oh, I see that you're tarnished. Like, just fucking, fucking sucking the cock of every fucking consonant in, in, in her, in her, her... Booth, just getting as close to the microphone as possible. I see that you're tarnished. A rather sore sight, don't you think? But beggars <laughs> cannot be choosers when you need assistance at the volcano manor. It's just like, okay, alright. Come on, man, doesn't it, doesn't it, it, it immerse you in, in classic western style fantasy world it immerses me in Hidetaka Miyazaki has a fucking fetish for a woman with no shoes on like I, I, I don't know I like for me personally I just can't see it as like as anything other than someone trying to get the style right but even then like a lot of these stories don't have really like airy voiced women it's it's such an oddly specific thing to souls which gives it identity of course but like 
the only like mousy voiced woman I can think of in a fantasy project is quite literally in a fucking forgotten 90s direct to DVD film starring Jack Palance called Hawk the Slayer, which might actually have been an influence on Miyazaki because it stars a like a maiden in black with like a big band over her eye with like one eye on the band and she speaks like oh but the prophecy will tell you and I'm like Miyazaki has to have seen this film because this is the only fucking project I've ever seen that actually like has the Dark Souls like crone that's that's so funny is is this like how uh how like the theory about how uh, I- uh Ichiro Oda for One Piece ripped off Romancing Saga two for the Seven Warlords of the Sea? How basically all the seven the seven villain like the they're called the heroes but they're like the villain characters of Romancing Saga two they're all like one to one fucking like <laughs> like it's, it's you, so you would good. actually be surprised how many like seminal works like the it, the. I, like, the, the Binding of the Holy Chain chapter of Berserk was inspired by the time that Miyazaki watched, like, a m- movie from, like, the 90s or, like, 80s about, like, the uh, Crusades. And and it's just, like, now, like, Binding of the Holy Chain has taken on a life of its own. But, like, he probably watched that movie and thought, oh, Guts would Guts should be in this, this situation. Like, that would be interesting. Like, and so that happens a lot, I think. But then there are also times where it's, like, you watch, like, Brotherhood of the Wolf and, like, they are just straight up wearing the Hunter's outfits in, in Brotherhood of the Wolf. And, and, or like the ring city is just the angel's egg city. <laughs> like that, that's, what's so interesting about Miyazaki is he's both extremely creative and extremely derivative of things that he likes, which is, which is why it's very similar to Hideo Kojima. It's very fortunate that he's working in games because he can transform these things. Yeah. He can't, he can continue to make poison swamps and all his media, you know, and, and, you yeah. know, I don't know if you could get away with putting a poison swamp in your fourth or fifth movie, you know? Like, right. Well, it's, it's also just the fact that it's like, like if, if you're watching a TV season and, oh God, here's another poison swamp. I mean, there, there is a difference between something having like a sort of like style to it. Yeah. Uh, versus like, like I, I would argue that like, you have the kind of cyclical storytelling of Zelda, or Link Zelda Ganondorf, blah, 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 right? Like, I'd argue that Miyazaki also has a similar cyclical style where it's, like, four gods, ancient war that happened in the past, the hero is a character of almost no importance whatsoever to the world, but they are able to run it forward and and uh, and take the torch and take over the world and become the new whatever the new guy yeah whatever <laughs> he becomes the guy from the i want to be the guy i uh, want to be no! the guy i want to be the guy actually speaking of i want to be the guy i want to talk to you about something that i i think that you'll agree with with me on this one sam um please uh you know so there's all the hat and times and bug fables and all these like kickstarter games or you know uh, indie games where the point of it is like oh we're gonna be you know, taking we're, this we're literally this. Yeah, well, well, I, I described it. I, I described it as um, the games that Nintendo, like people who make the games that Nintendo don't. Um, yeah, you mean Nintendo won't? Yeah, because <laughs> they could. Yeah, they could. But th- yeah, but that's the thing. Like, and so, like, people are like, "Oh, Bug Fables is such an improvement over Paper Mario," and it's like, of course it is. They didn't have to do anything. Like that, they they literally took a game that everyone already likes. And then they rebalanced it. Like, 
and, and I mean, obviously the story, you know, it's great to have a new story. It's great to have a new cast of characters. Like, but that's not the game. That's the art assets. That's the script. And, and I, I always think it's whenever people like praise a game, that's like one of these Kickstarter games. It's like, oh, they did, they're doing this game, but it's so much better than what it's like. Well, yeah, of course it is. Because they didn't have to make a hundred decisions, they didn't have to ship it out on as much of a deadline. Oh, and also, the game was made for them already. Like, I know that's a really reductive way of viewing it. I really do. But, yeah. but like, do you do you ever get annoyed by this? Like, like that people are willing to kind of like give this this massive credit to basically just reinvention of an existing idea, and then specifically packaging it not as a ripoff, but as a direct iteration and inspiration and like suddenly we're all okay with it and we're all very happy to have it it is funny how people how how people's opinions on it are so quick to because remember like a few years ago in like 20 like eight like not like probably like late 2018 maybe even early 2019 there was that like kickstarter for that like magician 2d shoot 'em up and it basically looks like cuphead more or less um and everyone completely like dunked on the fucking game because it was like cup. It looked like fucking Cuphead, but it wasn't as fucking good looking. And the studio wasn't as talented as them. And they basically got completely dunked on, and the game disappeared off the fucking face of the earth. And they stopped working on it. Where like it's like then you look at something like fucking Hat in Time, and it's like oh yeah, three D platformer guy, or like or or, or it's like. Because then there's the other the other side of it where it's like the ukuleles or the bloodstain where it's like, hey, we're the guys who did X and we're doing X again. Um, because I, I agree. I feel like these games sometimes are given a little way too much. I feel like they're just given way too much credit off the bat. And we don't think about like. Like, I, I think th there's there's a case to be made about like this magician game, right? That looks like Cuphead. Like. It's entirely possible, and we'll never know anymore, that the boss design could have been better than Cuphead. People had a problem with the premise of this game that looks like Cuphead, right? Like, yeah. That, now, I personally don't believe that would have happened. Cuphead has great game uh, boss design, um, and obviously the presentation helps a lot, especially with visual clarity and the clarity of, like, okay, I see something pink, even though it's a different like shape that I'm used to. Yeah. I can parry this, right? Like, you know, it, it could, as long as the color matches, all right, great. I can parry this, right? Like that's all really just good game design that I, I think that it helps that they came up with that system themselves. Like, and so anyone t who would implement it has cuphead to thank. Right. And also cuphead has fucking gunstar heroes to thank in Batman and Robin. The uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin to thank, and a myriad of other, like Alien Soldier, a myriad of other shoot 'em up, uh, um, shmup like slash boss, uh, running like gun, boss rush contra shoot em up type games. Yeah, like, like entire... Alien Soldier is probably the best, uh, best like comparison directly because that game is like a boss fight after boss fight. Yeah, it's it, it definitely yeah definitely um, a, a mix of Alien Soldier and, and Gunster Heroes. Definitely more Gunster Heroes as far as like control. Yes, um, and especially the like the th the enemy manipulation, the parry, like a lot of that is very Gunstar Heroes. I know, and, and it's like, but Cuphead brings to the table like something new, like a really unique, incredible art style, phenomenal music, along with a great boss and boss designing, level designing gameplay. Yeah, like um, so, I I don't think that oh, just because this game got canceled, we're missing out of this masterpiece. The masterpiece yeah. and, that and never also, was. But. Oh no, and I'm not. Th I, I don't think that either. It's just it's funny how like 
But we exactly, all showed but they, up to shit on that. Yeah, like here, here's Bud, Bug Fables, which, by the way, I think Bug Fables looks fucking amazing. By the way, I don't want to like shit on it, um, because it does look good. Yeah, it actually uh, does look like of a of a supremely high quality. Yeah, and, um, and like the art style's great. I hear that the world building is is about as on par as like Thousand Year Door. Like, so that's you know Thousand Year Door yeah. is a very like extensive game. Clearly, a lot of work and thought went into that world. Um, but it is just very funny where like like people are fine with ripoffs as long as they're called spiritual successors and as long yeah, as basically. as people aren't making another version of that like that is readily available and, and comparable whereas like people are like this this was just a cottage industry back in the day like people just make a ripoff of a popular game the amount of like zelda clones that just were nothing like zelda and were like terrible oh dude yeah like, dude you're fucking doom clones so and yeah doom doom clones and, and to be fair a lot of those doom clones military were military like, shooters during call of duty era like, yeah most of those um, were not good like like and again to varying degrees you know i i think um every genre has had at least one you know sort of watershed game that that became either its own subculture of genre like zelda like I, mean, I mean a ton of shit ripped off fucking uh space invader yeah yeah like every even game, good games like galaga <laughs> yeah every game is just is just taken from another game and reinventing from another game the difference between a ripoff and a spiritual successor is how much fucking time has gone by and how much everyone likes or dislikes the new ones if there are new ones being made like i'm sure that there's right now uh, an f zero like game someone's working on i'm sure it's it looks great even you mean like Mega Man zero no f zero oh f zero oh yeah there's a couple yeah i'm sure they're there's they're all gonna play well and they're all gonna be great and whatever some games already exist like there's like fast remix which is on switch which is pretty good i'm sure that game's great there's like, a, a red out which is kind of like a spiritual successor to like wipe out or rip so off game's, wipe yeah. out so that game's call fun it. too like but but yeah, like you look at like I don't know Bug Fables. I don't have as much of a problem with. It. I haven't played it, and in particular, I don't think Paper Mario is all that good. Like like really, um, I think it it's a like as a video game. I should say like as yeah. as a as a fun, uh, fun weekend. I think I Paper think Mario's there's a lot of potential mechanics to build upon. Exactly. I'd like to play Bug Fables. That's actually a game I would like to play. Yeah. Oh. And and so like with with a game like Bug Fables, like whenever people are kind of like, oh, let's improve so much on Paper Mario, like a part of me is like, oh yeah, of course they have. They, they haven't made a, a Paper Mario game in seven years or in in uh, seventeen years, frankly. Like, of course, of course, it's such an improvement. It's the only attempt anyone's made. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I think that's like, kind of where. Feel I, about, but like, what about like a game like like uh like Bloodstained Curse of the Moon? Like, uh, that's definitely, like, a rip-off of Dracula 3, or Crash 3, Dracula's Curse. There, There um, is that kind of weird, like, with Bloodstain in particular, that's a really weird one. That's a really, really weird one, because it's it's particularly helmed by Igarashi, but it's Igarashi's attempt, essentially, at making, like, this new, like, franchise. Um, But he does so with, like, by hiring out to Indie Creates, and it's, it's really funny, because Indie Creates apparently had no real direction and involvement from... Uh, from um, Igarashi, and so um, yeah, they were just given the characters. Yeah, and so they basically. made like this like really like morose and hardcore and dark game, and like Igarashi was like upset at the tone because 
they made it so dark because Bloodstained is is dark-ish, but like it's also like Symphony of the Night. It's got its fair share of laughs and its fair share of like whimsical moments. Like you know, the confessional in Symphony of the Night is really funny. You know, a lot of the Easter eggs with like the fairy are very funny or very cute, um, cute uh, and funny because <laughs> she's a fairy, uh, and she's small, um, but. <laughs> My sense of humor is eroded so much, Christ. Uh, this is what happens when you record for three this hours. This happens, exactly. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> uh, but like, then you play Curse of the Moon. And by the way, I prefer the tone of Curse of the Moon, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. I like how I, hardcore that game I, is. I mean, I've beaten Curse of the Moon ten times. I've played six hours of Ritual, uh... Ritual of the Night. Ritual of the Night. Although, to be fair, the only reason why I stopped playing Ritual of the Night is because when I booted it up for my second session after my five first five-hour session of no issues, it, the game was just crashing all the time. So I just fucking kind of fell off. But, like, I probably would have stuck with that game and beat it because I was fucking really digging it. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to I kind of want to go back to it now that we're talking about you, it. You, honestly, I recommend you should you finish it. I, I don't think it's an amazing game. I, I would say it's, it's, a, it's a mile seven. It's a really good seven. But yeah, like, mile seven's like a fucking eight. Yeah, for, yeah, for everyone else, um, it's it's a mile seven is a review outlet nine. So, uh, um, all right, no, a review outlet eight is probably more accurate. But yeah, Re- like, review outlet high eight. Yeah, high eight, like an eight point eight point seven and up. Eight point seven. Yeah, well, I yeah, think eight point seven is higher. actually like the IGN score for that game, if I remember correctly. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that number sticks in my my head. I remember it being. It having the tagline, sometimes it's good to get what you want. Because it was, like, the only successful, like, kickstarted uh, revival by these hacks who who got fired. Because <laughs> Iga's the only one who wasn't a fucking hack, actually. Well, exactly. I, well, Iga was designing games even before the Symphony of the Night era. Like, and to pull out a game like Symphony of the Night, to, like, reimagine and redesign Castlevania like that, like, that takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of skill. Yeah, uh, and so, but the thing is, he didn't direct the game; he just produced it, and that's still a lot of power. So, I, I, I do think that there is a lot of you know influence on up from him, but also it's just had a good team, it had a lot of people who had a lot of good ideas, and it had a lot of money uh, to work with and a lot of interest. Uh, and playing, Japanese. I wish I liked Symphony of the Night. Uh, I I know a lot of people who aren't really big into that game, and there's something about it that I really want to like it. There's There's a lot of really. Yeah, I'll admit to cope with Symphony of the Night. I wish I liked it. That's not cope. That's just you admitting you wished you liked it. (laughs) Like like cope cope would be like, yeah. I mean, I think Symphony of the Night's like a you know it's it's it's. I mean, it's a great game and all, but like I I just think like we could do better. You know, like there are a bit better. Egovania games made like so why would I want to play one that I that is just gonna you know it's just gonna feel so primitive like that's that's cope that's cope <laughs> whenever whenever people say like yeah why would I play the original Super Mario Bros when 3 is so much better it's like that's cope you should play Super Mario Bros cause eat your fucking vegetables it's historic and it's fun it is good. You don't even have to and finish I, it. Just have I an experience it with it. I played way more. I'll say this. I played Super Mario Bros. way more than I have three. Three. I think three. I like the movement of three a lot, but I think three is 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 such an evening. You know, it's like it's that's that's a whole. Three's day. your whole day. Yeah. Like whereas like, oh gee, Super Mario Bros. If you use warp pipes, it's twenty minutes, and if you don't, it's an hour and a half. Oh no! If you use warp pipes, it's ten. There you go. 
Like, yeah, if you if you want to if you want to get the princess out of her castle, I mean, you can obviously use warp whistles, but like the difference between warp pipes and warp whistles is that warp pipes you still got to get to them. You still got to clear at least two very hard levels in the very right way. Where you yeah, screw eight, up, eight it's levels over. minimum. Yeah, you got to like, do to beat the game. Warp whistles in Mario uh, three. You I get mean, you two do- of them in the first eight minutes, and then you can use them to warp to the end, which is not... Because here's the thing with Mario 3. Is that Mario 3, you're spending the entire game building up an inventory of items yeah, to so use the end. the end of the game. So even if you could just warp to World 6, 7, 8, or whatever, and you wanted to take a break back in the day and not leave your NES on, or not use safe states or, or anything like that if you're trying to be a modern-day purist player, like... You're just gonna have to. You're gonna have to just sit there and play for like five fucking hours, and I don't want to play Mario Three that long. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a very funny situation with that game where I recognize the movement is really great and better, but like, hey, Mario World's got a save system. That's, Mario a, World's that's got a save the system. Boat. Yeah, and also I like playing the levels multiple times in Mario World to like get that's new. True. I, I think the levels are a bit more interesting and they're fun, and I just I prefer Mario's control in world. I mean, the, I know what a hot take. Wow, look at me, so fucking brave, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like I, I like Mario's movement more in in world, and I like the cape, and I like the I just I just like it more. <laughs> I yeah, just, like when I think of when I'm like I want to play classic Mario, I go to Mario Brothers. If I want to play classic Mario and I have like some time, I'm gonna boot up Mario World and do 96 exits. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Sam, we we really should commend your ability to not do cope. Like, ever you're just so open about being like, yeah, I didn't fucking like it. Whatever, fuck it. Like, I I I I am tempted by cope. I certainly am tempted by cope. And the whole reason that I've done this this sociological study of cope is because I need to understand the effects it has on me. I I am definitely at a point where I'm like, dude, I care way too much about. What fucking weirdos on the internet think? I gotta stop. I, oh, so thank I'm God like, he admits it. Oh my oh, God, no. dude! I've I've always known this. I've absolutely always known this. But like, I there was that cope. There was the cope element of like, you know, I I just am fascinated by what people have to say. It's like that's true. I am. At some point though, you have to stop. At some point, you let it affect you too much. Uh, and so like, I've just been doing like the reason that I talked about the Zelda Zoo is I was like, this is exposure therapy. This is fucking exposure therapy to learn how to, like, just, just point and laugh and not take it fucking seriously. Yeah, just let it go. Just let it, let it all go. Because I'm with you, man. Like, I think the problem is also just the fact that it's such good content. Like, for me. It really is. It, it, it oh, yeah, for, 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 yeah, if, the both of us. If we didn't have this podcast, I might honestly be better about it, but probably still not good enough. Yeah, I just I don't know. I, I very rarely do I do I see a stupid take or whatever about video games or some copious take that like really that really sits in my craw, you know, really really simmers and 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 settles in my stomach. Most of the time, it's just like I see it and just I'm like oh, fucking Christ, and then like move on with my day. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think I think the ones that always get to me are people who are so bold about. Something they clearly know nothing about. Like, I, I think I talked about this. Did I ever talk about Film Courage? No. So Film Courage is a YouTube channel that I, I watch. Um, it's got writing advice, mostly, especially screenwriting advice. Um, and it's a bunch of screenwriters who are 
working in America, writing for American producers to get things made for American audiences. They are dispensing advice on how to make a Hollywood film. This should be understood, right? You sign up to Film Courage. Yeah. People, the video will be titled something like "How to Succeed in Hollywood as a Screenwriter" or whatever. It's like what what producers, what Hollywood producers are looking for. It's targeted towards people living in Los Angeles trying to write scripts. And then the comments yeah. will just be people who are like, "Well, the Japanese don't do this with their writing." Like, for example, there's a Castle in the Sky. It doesn't do this technique, and that's a great movie. And it's like, yeah, because it was made. Yeah, in was different- Castle in the Sky funded by fucking Harvey Weinstein? No. What have been? Yeah, <laughs> it's like what, what are you? What are you? What are you, you know, thinking? What- no, it wasn't. It, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, the, well, the Japanese don't do this. Yeah, how many fucking Japanese and, <laughs> directors and I think the other are thing, in America? The, the thing, the other thing that people don't seem to understand is that they're irrelevant and they're nobody. And like, by the way, that's so many people in Hollywood. That's not insulting to say. It's just a fact. Uh, and and so they'll be like, uh, well, you know, like someone will be like talking about, well, here's how you get your first screenplay sold. You should write something that you know sells, or if if you can't produce it yourself and direct it yourself and you know, that's going to cost a lot of money. It's a big risk, but, you know, you got to do it. And and then there will be all these people who are like, yeah, well, you know, I want to be I don't, I don't want to be a rented director. I want to be like a Martin Scorsese or, you know, I want to break the ground. And it's like, all right, dude, like, why don't you travel back in time to the 1930s when when it was possible, when it was, when it was possible to walk in with one of these scripts and, and it, just, it, it'd be a, a, a groundbreaking creator like when, yeah when big people dick swingings yeah i just and it's always like like by the way it's always people with the worst grammar and this this is always the funniest thing is that these are like the writers who are talking about how much they they what they, they're so much fucking better than all these hollywood hacks now hollywood's bankrupt creatively and they don't do anything which i mean all oh, that's true but like they, they're light larking miles yeah, they are, they're they just light larking. larking they're light larking so hard but but it the, the thing is all these light larkers are also people with terrible grammar and it's like, what, what, isn't this your job? Shouldn't you know how to do this? Like, because it, one of the, the biggest pieces of advice, if I see a typo in a script, I stop reading it and I put it in the trash because it, it means they didn't care enough. Now, that's uh, the producer's coping. That's the producer's copium of saying, like, I have 15 scripts to read um, and I have to find a reason to 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 say to throw it out. My, yeah, this <laughs> one's not, not worth my time it. anymore. Yeah, like even even if they're vibing along, they think the scripts are good. They're they're gonna give it a a recommend or if nothing else, a consider. They're gonna give it a weak recommend or a, a strong consider. And then, but like, oh, we got ten other projects and we got to throw one of these out. Like, you know, okay, I found a typo. Great excuse. We'll get rid of it. Fuck that guy. Right? Like, <laughs> it's it's just very. These, these like wannabe people who want to succeed in film, but also don't actually want to play the game, should just do what I do and just play another game. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, to be honest, this is basically almost any creative out- creative outlet or thing you try to do, especially if you want to be a professional and like, and by professional, I mean be a, a creator who makes money. Like, you you need to you need to tailor the content be it the movie script the youtube video you know fucking the album fucking whatever like you you do need to understand what people want on an on like a base level and you can't just go free ball in a hundred percent because that's not necessarily going to lead to success you know or like and i'm not even saying that you need to make something 
Because here's the deal. There's a difference between making something that appeals to the masses versus, like, making something with, like, the, the, with, with making something that, like, it, like, can connect with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know what I'm, yeah. what, what I'm saying? Like, like, that, I think there is a difference between, like, a Marvel movie, which is a big, dumb crowd pleaser that everyone likes, and, like, like one of these sort of blockbusters that, like, a Star Wars, right? Like, Star Wars really captures people ima- people's imaginations. Yeah. Um, or, like, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I that's saw a- for the first time recently. Really? Yeah, I saw, yeah, for the first time a couple of days ago. Really loved the movie, by the way. Yeah, I that thought movie's was excellent. That- excellent. Yeah. And um, that really connects because it's got a very strong message, and the presentation of the message is... is very powerful and it's very accessible like because it's it's i mean that's what daniels does like as filmmakers they it's not super duper like it's not pretentious so to speak uh it's very like goofy and it's also very low brow uh it's it's kind of down in the mud with all the people who laugh about dildos and farts and all that and and I think that's kind of its power as a story is is that you don't have to have rich, you don't have to be a fan of Truffaut to understand its its treatise on existentialism because it's yeah. done through the idea of a universe consuming bagel. Like you can kind of just like laugh along with the film until you get a speech that makes the bagel make sense, and it's a stupid pun. Everything bagel, yeah. Uh, like you you. That movie connects to people because it it's not trying to alienate them and it's not trying to shut them out. And like that, that's a big thing that you can do is just have a really good message without uh, this is my this is what I always say with Prestige TV. Prestige TV's job is to confuse you into thinking you're watching something that's like actually smart and good. And most and it's all a Fugazi. Like all these fucking shows are just replicating the style of these things. And and like here's what you do. To make prestige television look like prestige television. You get some really, really good film cameras. Get a great lighting specialist. Someone who can color correct the shit out of the scenes. Have everyone have naturalistic, rambling dialogue, but not to the mumblecore point. Like, more to, like, the point of, like, you cast a bunch of dis... The story's about a bunch of 20-something, 30-somethings who are figuring out life, and so you, of course, make the story in such a way that it's about, like... You know, people trying to figure it out in the dating world, right? And so there's there's a there's a whole speech that your fucking scraggly haired motherfucking protagonist has, where he just rambles endlessly, and and what he's saying is both full of really great nuggets of wisdom, but it's also under the Rick and Morty um uh, um uh, attempts at naturalism, <laughs> where <laughs> where these characters stammer and stutter and have abs- and fucking try and make the sentence sound naturalistic they're doing what i'm doing but in dialogue and it's written down and then the third most important thing is you need to have a series of contrivances that eventually congeal at the end of the story into some sort of mind blower finale and it doesn't matter what it is it actually it straight up doesn't matter there's an episode of dave that like left me scratching my head where they wanted to clear ants out of the apartment and he's he got into VR porn and he got a fleshlight. And so basically, like, he gets rejected by a girl. 
Uh, and so he go. There's like all this like sad music as he goes to the VR porn, right? But then ants have gotten into the fleshlight, and this is like three or four different plot points that are all converging. And like, there's this really sad, disturbing music. And then he puts his dick in the fleshlight. The ants start biting it, and he like stumbles over the balcony and falls over. And like, that's like funny as fuck, right? That's a great yeah. like comedic setup. But like the scene leading up to it, and maybe this is part of the joke. I don't know. Is like this like really like dramatic scene where it's like, oh, he's so. You know, he really blew his chance with that girl. He really oh, can't dude, that's to gotta be a joke, bro. That's like, gotta be part of the bit. To, that I don't know. It has to be because the problem with Dave is is that it's split between like Dave is this like pathetic manchild character, and also he's a brilliant artist, and like it's kind of split between like taking him to task for being, um, you know, for being like like this incompetent idiot who has a lot of talent and also kind of like representing him as someone who is struggling with self-worth and, and the need to like stand out and show the world what he's, what he's about. And so like, it was one of these mo because he was thinking it's, it's directly, I think preceded by an episode that has like a really, like really bizarre setup that involves like, and it's all absurd, but, but it essentially ends with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who is doing a story on him and one of the songs he wrote. Because I guess Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like a... He, and he's playing himself, by the way. Um, he, uh, and basically, he, like... Dave tries to give a speech about how he thinks he's not a good person, but he has to be if he wants to be a good person, because the only way that he can change people and make people feel better is with his music. And he has to be aggressive and, and cutthroat to get his music made. And then at the end of the episode, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar breaks his foot. And they wheel him out on the stretcher, and Kareem says, you're not. And it's, like, him basically saying, you're not a good person, right? And, like, that's a pretty, like, severe scene, right? Like, he breaks his foot. It's pretty dramatic. It's pretty tense. And then he basically tells Dave that he's a terrible person and, like, reinforces his insecurities. And this is, like, after the Fire Ants episode. <laughs> and so it's, like, th again, that, that sort of, like, that mishmash of, like, like, yeah, it could be a parody of prestige TV, but it could also just be an earnest attempt at that kind of thing. And it's just like that. I don't know. I'm sure it connects to someone. I'm, I'm sure all these prestige TV shows connect to someone. Uh, you connected to 24. I, I connected to 24 because 24 is amusing. I think, I think that's, I, I think it's a, a very different example of what we were talking about from everything everywhere all at once. Like as, as an example. Um, where that, like, you connect to that on an emotional level. But, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think, I, like, 24, that's an appeal to the masses show. And it's a great show, but I didn't exactly get misty-eyed at 24, you know? Like, it didn't, didn't leave me with anything that I walked away with feeling like I had I'd improved. That's fair. Change. Yeah, that's fair. I, I understand what you're saying. That's a great show, though. I mean, Veronica Mars, I feel very similar. I'm not going to finish Veronica Mars and feel... And I'm probably not going to think about Veronica Mars all that much after I finish it, but I had a, it was a great wild ride. I'm glad I filed it away. Uh, and I'm glad I had those emotions. I'm glad I watched the media. I'm yes. glad I experienced the media. Well, that's what we were talking about, where it, it feels like with games, everyone's trying to experience the media instead of play the game. And we're back. Sorry about that, Riverside, yet again, causing fucking problems. Sweet Andrea. She's at it again. I know. Sweet Aubrey. Sweet Aubrey. Yeah, like, part of my exposure therapy is always, like, looking at these comments, and especially always seeing people who are, like... Who are like, yeah, it's not as good because uh, I want this and it doesn't do this, right? Like, I think I, I even wrote this down in my notes. People who their issue with a project is, you know, I really want a game that does this, right? Like, and it's the most, like, stupid, arbitrary crap. 
Like, like people were like, yeah, man, I really want a game where it's like an RPG, but like you're a cowboy. It's like a cowboy RPG, which I mean, that could be cute. <laughs> you know, like that sounds amusing. And, but, but then, you, but then you say to him, it's like, all right, you could play like Red Dead Redemption 2. Like that'll probably be what it's you not want. It's an RPG. I want, I want to have turn-based combat. It's like, well, you can play the Wild West chapter of Live Alive, I guess. Yeah, you can play Wild Arms. Oh, it's too old. Oh, it's got, I need to have more graphics. Oh. Yeah, it's got to be a new game. Like, it's like when everyone's like, man, I really want a game that does this. I'm like, I don't care what you fucking want. Like, and, and part of my exposure therapy is, again, is, was, was like, looking at, like, review. I look at a lot of reviews now. I read a lot of comment sections now. I don't even remember where I saw this. But, yeah, like, someone who was like, yeah, man, why can't they just do a game? Oh, um, I mean, it was probably Zelda-related, most likely. But they were like, <laughs> yeah, why can't they just do a game that, like, has, like, more realistic graphics and, like, a darker tone? But, like, also it takes place. Oh, yeah, no, I remember. I remember. They were basically saying, why can't they do another game that takes place in Termina? And I'm like, why the fuck do you think they can't do another game that takes place in Termina? Because I was trying to remember. I was trying to th- – the sentence that they said specifically is – darker graphics darker story more mature like more mature mechanics and i'm like stop what stop miles stop more mature mechanics that's the one i really wanted to talk about like what what do you want a fucking mini game in zelda like more mature (laughs) mechanics that yes the, the 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 blunt percent becomes real it comes just a, a regular mechanic. You, you can just start casually smoking weed. Well, like well, like fucking Snake Cannon, Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like... Like a more mature mechanics. Like, does he mean like har- like the game is harder? Like adapt some Dark Souls stuff? Or like, does he mean... Excuse me. Does he mean like... um. Like the rally system in Bloodborne, where That's blood is not a, What is? What does it mean? What does it mean? What is it? What is a mature mechanic? What does it's that old, mean? A mature mechanic's old direction, Sam. It's like, what? What do you think it means? <laughs> oh shit! I haven't thought about old direction oh, yeah. forever. Jesus, I haven't thought Christ. about the cum sub either. But <laughs> I just, I just, all these. Apes, you know, at the zoo. <laughs> all these gorillas, all these actual gorillas, these fucking kongs, uh, at the zoo. Like, whenever people are like, "Yeah, well, I really want a game that does this," I'm like, "That game's not happening because uh, y- you also won't buy it for seventy dollars. Fuck off and die." Like, I, I don't know, man. I know it's it's I I. I and that's I think why anyone I who just... says I want a game that does this is like, it's like what? Why? Why do you want a game that does that? Like, unless it's based on, like, a, an existing game that you feel didn't do it well enough, like, why do you want a cowboy RPG? What does it matter to you? And it's just, like... <laughs> it's just so funny to me, man. People are so fucking funny, dude. Well, it's, it's as you said, they they only care about the premise. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. Like I've I've just come to realize this that like very, we're in the minority of people who actually care about the game part of the game experience. Like I care about the interactivity. In my opinion, interactivity is like the number one most important element of any game I play or anything that claims to be a game. I care about the interactivity. Interactivity can come in all sorts of different ways, you know. You don't fucking I, yeah, really like shoot big... any, you know. I, I'm not asking, like, oh, every game's got to have combat. I'm not saying that. I'm saying every game's got to have interactivity. 
I need to be I, I able to big, do stuff that matters. I think a big part of it for me, like, especially, because I, I play a lot of Nintendo games, and, and a lot of Nintendo games are mechanically very dry, I guess is a good word to put it. Like, if you're not Mario, you're not Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, you're probably a fairly easy game. Yeah, right? for sure. Like... Uh, uh, but but I also like seeing game design in action. Like to me, that's a form of interactivity, and I'll take that too. Uh, but but there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, you know, like oh, my favorite game ever is is a fucking over bloated game with great character models. Like these same people who are talking about like oh, The Last of Us is the best game ever. They would probably get a kick out of a lot of these RPG maker horror games that have like much deeper stories and much deeper character. Well, I don't mean to say much deeper. Last of Us does a great job. But like, you know, like the a lot of these games just can say more because they don't have to go through a rating system. Uh and and they don't have to be made for everyone on the planet or else the company will shut down like a lot of these people would probably really dig mad father or you know one of those kinds of games even something like lisa the painful um yeah but, but those games aren't it. on a console yeah they're not on a console they and they're not do it. and they don't have voice acting and and they don't have 3d models and so, like, whatever people are like, yeah, I want a game that does this. That game probably exists. It just might not be at the scale that you want. I, I think that's why, like, whenever people are like, oh, you know, the new T Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, they're not even Zelda games. It's like, yeah, but they are giant open world games where you interact with everything. And that game, by the way, has existed. Has existed for a long time. Just not at this scale, which is nice for me. Right? Like, and, and so that's kind of where I always differ with, like, Oh, you know, I want a game that does this. Well, that game probably exists. I just don't know about it. Like, yeah, exactly. Where, where, like, a lot of people are like it, literally asking that game to come into a reality, like as a pipe dream, as a as a wish. If they were on a, a fucking deathbed at St. Jude's, that'd be their make a wish wish. Exactly. But like, the, and this is the thing: is it's like uh, because here's the I feel like a lot of times people will if they say they want a a game that does XYZ, that game does exist, but they just, like, they can't get over themselves because gaming started in 2010 for them, you know? Like, and and they just can't go back because it's, you know, too old, too antiquated. It's I, I, aged. Oh, I did my love fucking seeing, God. I did love seeing the discourse around The Last of Us remake where people are like, yeah, The Last of Us is starting to show its age. I think it's a good thing that we're getting a remake. <laughs> and And I... I I was just like, what? It's they showing didn't even, its age. They didn't even change anything about the game aside from the graphics. They they introduced elements from Last of Us Part Two. Apparently, I don't know how. No, they didn't. Are. No, they didn't. Joel cannot jump. Joel cannot crawl or go prone. Wow, okay. I, no, it's the lie. same game. It's the same. It's literally Last of Us Remastered, but they redid all of the art. And they redid all the models. And it's just a it's just a PS5. It's Last of Us 1 on PS5 with PS5 graphics. But the game is the same. It, it, it did not incorporate any of the, the gameplay improvements fucking 50 air quotes around that and last of us part two what an amazing yeah, lie like that because that was like yeah we wanted to do all the stuff with the last of us part one but with all the improvements of the last of us part two and i was like all right you know you mean the sure. graphics yeah that's exactly what they meant they meant the graphics and probably I 
like some of the some of the engine stuff like uh you know like okay fire is more realistic now you know better particle effects better the last of us on ps3 looks good and i'm tired of pretending that it doesn't the well, last no, of us remaster on ps4 looks good it looks like a, no it doesn't look good miles it looks great actually i agree like, i agree with that like Oh, but who is asking? I, I know, I know, you're just quoting me, but genuinely, who is asking you to to act like it doesn't look good? Like that's a genuine fucking question. Like who out there, especially the majority vote? Who out, like other than the fact that Sony can get away with selling the game again, and specifically selling it as a premium DLC? And I and I, I just I, I, I you know shout out to a, a little game called Death Stranding. Uh, made made its director's cut a ten dollar DLC if you already own the original game. Shout out to that game. A little bit, uh, pretty yeah. cool, pretty cool little uh, thing for them to do. Whereas, like Last of Us, it's like, all right, we remade it. It costs ten dollars more than it did at launch. Now, I, not adjusting for inflation, it might actually be cheaper than it was. It is cheaper. Game. Adjusting for inflation is cheaper. Okay, it is um, cheaper. Okay, yeah, like uh, which which I, I'm a proponent of. All right, if it's cheaper due to inflation, fine, I get you. Um, but I'm definitely like, like. What? It was so wrong. You're paying seventy dollars for for like a graphics upgrade, and like if you're oh if you are comfortable with doing that, and you like The Last of Us that much, and you want the graphics upgrade, then like go for it, Chief. But like me personally, I I I I, I don't. I'm good. Like, well, I, if nothing's different, and the game won't be any better, I don't care. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm with you. It's not like a different. There's too many fucking remakes. I'm sick of all these fucking remakes, dude. We I've crossed the threshold like a couple months ago. Maybe it was Resident Evil. Maybe it was just with Resident Evil Four coming out. Where I'm just like I'm just I'm over the remakes. I was having fun with them for a few years and they were fun for a while. Uh, but I, there's I, too much. There's too many fucking remakes. I I gotta be honest. Like even with Resident Evil Two remake, I wasn't interested because I didn't want that remake to just be a different game. Like because it's not Resident Evil Two. It's it's, no, a, it's, a, it's a completely different fucking it's a, game. Fucking third person shooter, and it, it's a great game to people who aren't me because I didn't really dig it that much. But I can recognize it's a great game. It's well designed and made a lot of great decisions. You know, I got no problems with it. Like as a video game, I'd never tell you it was bad. It just wasn't for me. Uh, but like. I, I didn't want a remake of it like that because I, I wanted I wanted to play from top down view with a fixed camera angle, and so I got that remake, and I was like, okay, I'll play it. And then I played it, and I was like, I don't really like how inconsistent the enemy stagger is here. It's not for me, so I'm just gonna stop. I, I think I finished the game though. I think I finished both campaigns, uh, and I I have to say I think because I truly do not remember. I think she beat uh, it a couple times. I might have. I might have gotten quite a few of the trophies. I don't know. Anyways. But, like, even then, I was kind of like, the reason that they're remaking these games is because it's something that everyone has wanted. They have all these assets, and they have an engine that lets them do it probably more easily than if they didn't have Reach. Uh, And, like... Because it's easy. Because the games are. I mean, been I made get it. Because that's the thing is, I I get why we're getting so many fucking remakes. Because in a world where video games apparently just need to cost 150 million dollars to make, which is something I I will continue to beat the drum is fucking completely unnecessary. And in in games do not need to be that fucking expensive un- under 95 percent of circumstances. I think a lot uh, of the cost is just down to like yeah, to the assets are 
taking too long to develop. I mean, it's it's I mean, it's it's primarily a couple things: it, employee headcount and paying for employees. Assuming yes, that's a big as, one. It, like, like the team size a, doesn't need to be as big as it is. The, exactly. The amount of unique assets in a lot of these games don't need to be as 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 many as they are. Like. And, and, it, yeah, exactly. It, and it's getting to the point now where, where games are taking like upwards of like six, seven years to fucking make. Where like that's ridiculous, in my opinion. It should not. We shouldn't have to casually wait like five, six years for a studio's next game yeah, to come out. By the time by the time that the game has come out, you are such a fundamentally different person. And and it's one of the most interesting aspects of like you could have been a fan of of Final Fantasy, right, from yeah. the SNES era. It probably waited a couple, you know, two or three years for 7, right? Played 7 after 6, both those games back-to-back were pretty influential to a lot of people. You got 8 and 9, like, right after. And, yeah, like, and, immediately. And you got 10, like, right after. And and you could continue to, like, through your adolescence, through your teenage years, or into your adulthood, be a Final Fantasy fan, and then it just stopped. And it took five or six years for the next mainline Final Fantasy game to come out. And so all the old Final Fantasy heads like myself who grew up with the 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 16-bit games, the 8-bit games, and the early 32-bit games. Um, and X. I, I, I did grow up with X. Uh, I, I, Final Fantasy 16 is coming out in two days, and I don't care. Uh because I Final Fantasy is just no longer the most prioritized IP in my life, especially when a Zelda game just came out, and I actually like this one. Uh, and, and, and like, that's the risk. That's the risk that you take, is people lose interest or they age out of the franchise. Some people don't age out of games, but a lot of people do. Dude, like, this is why, like, I'm so, like... Uh, among other like reasons as far as like personal taste is considered that are irrelevant here like this is kind of why like i'm not really interested in like any of what like sony's first parties are doing right now because they're all fucking sequels like 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 ghost of tsushima looks fucking awesome when that shit comes to pc i'm gonna get the fucking the, the port of it and i'll spend fucking full price on it. i don't care i like sucker punch i think they're a fucking kick-ass studio and the game looks amazing but in 2026 are we really going to be fucking jonesing for Ghost of Tsushima 2 after half a dozen other excellent-looking Japanese, Chinese, like, ancient Asian history-inspired games come out? Like Rise of the Ronin, or Black Myth Wukong, or a couple other, like, similar-style games? Like, are we really, really going to be fucking hungry for another Ghost of Tsushima? And, Six and that's years where, after the first one? That's where, like, we are such a bizarre subsect of people who... There are people who like the IP. Oh, I'm so glad to have another Ghost of Tsushima. I really liked Ghost of Tsushima. I said that wrong the first time. Uh, where they're just a really big fan of the experience that they had with Ghost of Tsushima. They probably don't even realize what it's doing that they like so much, per se. Or they do because it's interesting to them. Uh, and they're just happy to have more of it. There's probably quite a few people who are fans of Ghost of Tsushima from a game design standpoint or from a narrative standpoint. The particular story it's telling or the particular world it's creating is really important to them. And then there are probably people who just liked being there and showing up and getting Ghost of Tsushima ejected into their veins. And they're just happy to show up. And, uh, and, and it's one of these, like, 
it's it's just one of these situations where I don't know what someone seven years from now is going to get out of an IP that they only mostly enjoyed. Like, and especially, like, back in the day, you didn't need to have a bunch of diehard ghosts of Tsushima fans for the sequel to be worth making, right? Like, you, you didn't have to, like, because you gotta remember, like, Final Fantasy sold just okay for a lot of its its existence. And I think even at, like, four, it didn't sell all that well because most I think three games was the first like really so, big back success. To, like in the you know 90s and like early to like mid to late 2000s like games didn't sell nearly as well as they do today but way more games reached over a million copies yeah 20 25 years ago than today like because all and, the and you didn't even money to... is in a few major releases every year yeah and and you didn't even really have to uh like the game didn't even have to be like a massive blockbuster to justify a sequel coming out, so to speak. Like exactly, and that's as because long as the there game was interest. W- yeah, it, there was interest, and the games reasonably had a reasonable budget, so there were reasonable expectations. You know, like you know, you can't have a nowadays you can't have a game that's a fucking Square Enix failure where it sells millions of copies yet it didn't make its money back, like Tomb Raider. You know, yeah, or Outriders is- even. Which which is such an insane like, I I I have to wonder if Foam Stars is both an attempt at like a little, little bit of that Splatoon live service updates kind of thing where it's like okay well you're buying it but you're we're gonna keep supporting it and you're opting in so like that's the real appeal you know stick around keep playing Foam Stars, uh or if it's a true I mean, like I, live I, service I, game I, I'm I don't know. pretty sure Foam St- Stars is gonna be fucking free to play because I don't think they're gonna be able to convince anyone that's to spend any money on Foam Stars. That's that's like, what I thought, but then I also have to wonder if the idea of it is like, yeah, we're making a nicer, cheaper little game uh, that we can do a free to play experience on. And you know what, Sam, if it's free to play, I'll play Foam Stars, and I probably won't give it any money. Uh, and and I'll I'll have whatever fun I can have with my free version. Of I, Foam I mean, Stars. I'll, I'll I'll say this: when that game was shown off at the PlayStation Showcase, people were were definitely shitting and dunking on it. And the game is definitely goo. It's I mean, it's a, a soap game. It's goofy as fuck, but like. From a from like a like a marketing industry perspective, like Splatoon's super popular, and there's nothing else like it, not even close. Yeah. And 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 not only especially that, like, not on PlayStation or Xbox or PC. Yeah, and and a lot of these people might not even realize they would or could like Splatoon. They don't. They don't. They either don't own the console or they don't like Nintendo, or I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different reasons why that could be. We're like, oh, I'd like to play Splatoon, but I don't own the console, or hey, I'll never buy a Nintendo console. Fuck, fuck these games, right? But, like, so so it's, it's a good idea. It's a good reason to do it, and it's probably an even better reason to do it because the game can look okay, like, graphically, because it can be stylized to shit, because that's yeah. what Splatoon is. Like, all is. the live service games are. They're all fucking stylized. They're all like they're that all- Fortnite's... Fortnite style cell shaded basically yeah and the reason why it is like that is because it just makes it easier for crossovers baby yeah it makes it easier for crossovers and it also just makes it easier to keep supporting the game in a reasonable time frame reasonable turnarounds yeah because it's because as as people whether people want to admit it to themselves or not live service games actually getting constant updates is extremely important to the game's Continued health and success. It's such a horrible. It's just. A, it's such a fucking brutal field out there with fucking live service. It just is so fucking. It, it's it, like it. 
it's the more and more time goes on the harder it's going to be for one of these games to even be successful because the moment another one does enter the ring and actually sticks around for a while well guess what thousands of people are playing that every day which means there's thousands less people to play other stuff every day you know so it's just so it's so fucking so that's the thing with like foam stars it's like foam stars in reality probably like after the first month you're probably not gonna be able to get any people in matches and anyone who bought stuff is gonna be disappointed when in six months the game shuts down and you can't play it yeah, anymore. Yeah, I, I remember like, you were like, dude, Multiverses is gonna stick around, and I was like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, I genuinely did think it was gonna stick around, but you know why? Why it didn't stick around? No fucking support! Where were the fucking characters? Like, That's... the actual characters people cared about. The, they never made them. They, like, never made any meaningful DLC. They released the game in a fake-ass early access beta that they, like, low-key, they're like, yeah, it's free, but if you want the characters, give us $40. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, a year goes by, they don't make any updates, they don't make an effort to be a live service. They just say it. Halo Infinite, by the way, same shit. Halo Infinite's like, yeah, we're a live service. Doesn't act like it. Doesn't actually put in the effort. To be a live service, like you could, you know, we can, you know, we could complain about Fortnite or whatever. The fact of the matter is, is they're always got new shit coming out. They always got I, shit that th- people are interested in. They always got new shit going on, new modes. The game looks radically different and radically better now, graphically. Um, yeah. With can, the, can I just officially put my foot down on the Fortnite issue, Sam? Sure, please. Stop. It's time to stop shitting on Fortnite just because it's popular and stupid. Like. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to, to be that guy, because I don't play Fortnite, to be perfectly honest with you. No, but I don't like, play Fortnite it's either. Doing everything, like, it's doing everything right. What's the problem? It's an actually, like, it, it, it's like the example of an actually, it's an actually good live, live service game. I don't play it because I don't really like Battle Royale, personally. Like, yeah, and I don't, and but, I don't but really, even so, I don't but need at this to point, play it, personally, but I can look at it. And see that it's still alive, and it's still kicking, and it's still working. And I have played it before. I played this shit in 2017, 2018, and guess what? It was good. Like, I I have had the opportunity to play it, and I just never got around to it. But, like, I've never been against the idea of Fortnite. Uh, And, like... And so Fortnite becoming this, like, popular thing, and now everyone hates it, because, oh, it's fucking popular. Same with, like, Amogus and all this shit. Like, I always love seeing, like, there'll be, like, the hot take threads on twitter right yeah um and and a lot of it's always just like oh you know i think last of us is boring i think cod is boring i think Zelda's is boring i think uh what else is popular is boring right uh for i think fortnite sucks you know i think whatever sucks you know all this shit right but yeah. i always love seeing the rare gem of i don't think amogus is a very good game and it's like what did this, it's like oh this this free game that was that was that was made in MS Paint. Oh, oh, you don't like it? Oh my God! Tell me more. What's the problem? It's like anyone coming out swinging for Last of Us or you know Crash Bandicoot, Mario, Zelda, GTA. Like you know, that's a hot take. You know, a lot of, that's gonna upset a lot of people. Those games got a lot of games. Like got a lot of fans, but like. You're gonna come out swinging for Among Us. I don't Among even think um, I don't even think Among Us fans are, are are gonna be upset with that statement. It's like, all right, well, I'm sorry, you don't like this stupid party game where half the fun is the group you play it with. It it, it would it would be like if someone 
came out and was like, yeah, I think Yahtzee's a shit game. Like, you know, <laughs> just, just came out swinging for Yahtzee. It's like, whoa, bro. I know, I know <laughs> the meme is everyone hates Monopoly or whatever, so you have a lot of people who just, like, shit no, on the Monopoly. No, real, the real shitty, the real shitty game is Sorry. Sorry sucks. Like, Sorry's not good. I, like, you, you know something, Sam? I, this is so stupid. I want to get back into kinetic games. I want to get them back to, into games made for babies, where the entire point of it is to pick things up or to move things. I got a game. I got a game for you that we can play. I got a game for you that we, we can play. Fucking my friend, have you heard of Moncala? One of the greatest. That, yes, Moncala's a good choice. Ancient, a, a true. I don't know the history of behind Moncala, but it is fucking. It, that game Gotta is move like those beans, dude. It's, yeah. it's legendary. It's dude. That game has great game feel. Like unironically, Moncala has great game feel. The picking up of the beads and slowly dropping each one into the bucket it, is so good, dude. Mathing out your bead. Your B drops, so you're you're able to get a fr- an extra turn. Goaded, god tier game, god tier game, Miles. Yeah, like this is the thing about all these kinetic games. It's like they're all good. I mean, obviously something like chess or checkers, connect four, like those have some strategy components to it. Like, but like I'm a big fan of the kinetic game. Like I'm a fan of fucking pickup sticks, dude. I think I you would like, get you like jacks. I was about to say I think I could get really like good at operation. I I would be. <laughs> I would be if if I could get a, my hands on a copy of Operation right about now, dude. I would actually become a god at Operation. That would be my tiddlywinks, where like I take this so seriously. And yeah, I, and I'll know, and I'll, need, dude, I'll know dude, all the meta about it. I'll just be like, yeah, you know, the thing with the spleen is the spleen's got one of the tightest entries from the top, but if you move in from the side, it's easier not to get buzz. Like. That's what I want to do. Like you just, Miles. What I think you need, in my humble opinion, is you just need to do other stuff with your hands. Like you, you just need to get involved in another hobby or activity that involves your hands, like model building or painting or, or like yeah. model painting or sculpting. Or, yeah, sculpting or or, or anything that. Yeah, or, yeah, or chopping wood or or or, or going to the mines. <laughs> Going to the depths, mine some zonite. Zonite. Like, yeah, no, I, I. That's the thing. Like, but, but doing that shit with my hands, right? Like playing Operation or playing Ants in the Pants. <laughs> playing was, Don't Wake Daddy. Yeah, Don't Wake. Slowly Dad. pressing the alarm clock so you don't wake Daddy. Yeah. What's What's the game with the swords? Or you got to pull the swords out of the barrel. That's another one. What? It's like a what barrel full of swords, and you have to pull swords out of the barrel very slowly. You gotta slide them out. It's similar to like a Jenga style, like. Oh, I've never heard. I've never heard of that. But Jenga, though, Jenga fucks. Jenga's, Jenga's great. Awesome. Yeah, Jenga's probably in a top. Jenga's actually in my top ten favorite video games of all time. Uh, I, you know Yo, what? I'm, boom blocks. Boom. You know what I'm gonna say, Sam? Actually, boom fun fact. Awesome. Fun fact. There actually is. You know, Steven Spielberg produced that game. Right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's kind of sick. There actually is. No wonder a, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> There actually is a shrine in Tears of the Kingdom that's just Jenga, where you gotta like just pull the pe- pull the with ultra hand, slowly. Yeah. yeah, with ultra hand. It's a God, great I'm idea. Sure I, that is really funny. That is yeah. Horrible. I I yeah, but I I gotta get into. Oh, you know another game that everyone dunked on for being a ripoff, even though it fucking wasn't, and it's like 
Uh, and also that there had enough distance between it that, like, proves my point about, like, people just want what Nintendo don't. They they don't actually, like, care. Uh, is 3D Dot Game Heroes. Oh, Dot, yeah. That game is solid as fuck. That game's and awesome, it, actually. And it's a remake, or not a remake, it's a, you know, mechanical, like, refreshing of Zelda 1. But no one likes Zelda 1. So, of course, no one, everyone's like, oh, this is fucking a ripoff of Zelda 1. Even though it's a game, by the way, th- these people who are saying it's a ripoff don't like the original game. But meanwhile, you get some, like, fucking a hat in time. And I'll dunk on a hat in time because I actually fucking played that game. That game sucks. Shit. That game yeah. blows! And, and and they'll just be like, can I just talk about the badges in the hat in time for a second? And how that is the ultimate cart before the horse move. By all means. The the badges in a hat in time are so funny because every single badge with the, like, with... Not every single one, but like quite a few of the badges should, and every uh, quite a few of the hats, honestly, should just be innate fucking platforming abilities that are instead tied to these cosmetics you have to switch between, right? A lot of them just aren't interesting enough movement-wise to be a separate fucking item. Like, no. I don't know, the ability to sprint... Or, or... Yeah, the movement is so... My problem with fucking hand time is the movie is so fucking basic and boring. You gotta fucking yeah. jump, a double jump, a fucking dive that goes away too fucking far, uh, a, a, fu- a wall jump that's boring as fuck, and, and the world's worst homing attack. Which stalls you in the air, and then seems to, to freeze the rest of the game logic. It, it's really bizarre. Dude, dude, it's the most, it's one of the most grossest abilities I have ever used in, an, in a video game. Like, straight up. And, and you know what it is? The reason that the, like, a lot of these moves are the way they are, because they probably just didn't have the time to fine-tune the game to the degree where, like, okay, these jumps can be fucking perfect. These jumps can be, we can expect perfection or at least something really precise out of these jumps because we have just fine-tuned the shit out of them. Like, because, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say it's because they're lazy, it's because that shit is hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and they probably just didn't have the time necessary and the headcount necessary to really, like, put their hands on it like that. But that's why there's a f- piece of shit homing attack in the game. <laughs> because that's that's an immediate correction uh, of I, a problem. Uh, and, and, and like, again, like, with the badges in a hat in time, the whole reason that there are badges is because badges as a concept vaguely calls to mind Paper Mario or other, like, classic GameCube-era games that yeah. these fucking weirdos would have nostalgia for. But I didn't see any badges in Mario 64. Now, <sighs> Psychonauts had badges, but the badges in Psychonauts were literally pro like they're just Zelda items. They're problem solving abilities of some kind. And yeah. like half of them are useless. Um they they have like two or three like extra combat uses or they are a cute Easter egg. I mean, yeah, like like clairvoyance is basically the lens of truth that pr- shifts your perspective. The shield is a is a deflector weapon, you know, it's it's more of a combat implementation. Uh Psybeam is is uh, arrows, uh and then there's a couple of others, like Confusion Grenade, kind of an AoE move that's also, is basically the Muddle Bud, um, or I guess the Muddle Bud's the Confusion Grenade. Like, like when you really break it down, I mean, Levitation is, is different, that's sort of a Steed type thing, that's also a platform yeah. implement, which is fun as fuck. Uh, but either way, like, those are, like, not, a lot of them are just Zelda items, like, not many of them actually help with platforming, really, they just help with the adventure 
element of the game. And and one could even consider them no different than verbs in a classic Tim Schafer point and click game. They are they are universal ways to interact with problems that you solve to make progress in a quirky world. Like they yeah. are kind of the the same thing as a verb in one of these games. Uh but had time is not psychonauts even though they're they're like yeah it's a combination of of psychonauts and super mario sunshine it's like no it's a combination of neither of those things i mean yes you have the the space time levels which are just the stupid fucking it's the shitty super mario sunshine levels and i say shitty as a compliment because they're fucking awesome but with no acapella music and it's the boringest track ever composed by fucking grant kirkhope like imagine fucking advertising oh we got grant kirkhope to compose this and, and the song sucks you know like oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, and like and also too like the, the the linear platforming levels without flood in Mario Sunshine are fun because you're forced to use Mario's complicated movement mechanics in Sunshine. Like one of the few times in the game where you're actually required in in really challenged in using those. And, and you have no safety net not to. Like you either make this jump or you don't. Yeah, so it requires you to like engage with the mechanics on a deeper level and like understand like oh you can spin jump in this game you know and like learn how to do like the more advanced move movement text of mario that's what makes sunshine like a fun interesting game to to replay you know where like with hat and time since it's got basic bitch ass platforming anyways that's not much better than crash bandicoot one when you really break it down it's like it's not that interesting. Just ran, just platforming for the sake of platforming is not that interesting. Okay, whoa. Okay, well now we're going. Now it says we're 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 going again. We're recording okay, again. But we're not That's... going anymore because we're actually ending this episode right away before anything terrible happens. We're gonna end the episode right away now, isn't that right, Samuel? Yes, that's that's right. That's right. If you want to hear more about Hat and Time, too bad. Join the Discord and we'll shit on it there. Link in the description. Make sure, of course, to also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and other places you can get podcasts for the audio version of the show. Miles, that's all I have for today. Got nothing else. Any any last words to the to the coping crackheads out there? Headphones hurt my ears.